podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the Whistleblowers Daily, the show that gives you the football headlines and some concise opinion on each every weekday throughout the season. I'm Mark Smith. These are your football headlines for Monday the 2nd of January. Aston Villa manager Unai Emery was full of praise for his team as he hailed his side's 2-0 away win at Spurs as fantastic. Goals from Emi Buendia and Douglas Luiz gave the visitors all three points and back-to-back away wins. Spurs, meanwhile, were booed off at the final whistle following yet another lacklustre display. The result will add to the burgeoning calls for Conte to go. In the other game on Sunday, Chelsea could only manage a draw away at struggling Nottingham Forest. Chelsea took the lead through Raheem Sterling, but the home side were resolute and always dangerous on the counter and deservedly levelled on 63 minutes through Serge Aurier. The result extends Forest's unbeaten home run to six games in all competitions. Chelsea are in eighth place, seven points off Champions League places. Elsewhere, on Saturday, Man City surprisingly dropped points at home to Everton. Arsenal continued their outstanding season as they went to the Amex and beat Brighton 4-2. Man United dug out a 1-0 away win at Wolves. Fulham left it late to beat Southampton 2-1 at Craven Cottage. Palace bounced back from the 3-0 home loss last week to win 2-0 at Bournemouth. And Newcastle dropped points in a 0-0 home draw with a stubborn Leeds. Brentford striker Ivan Tony's injury is not significant and he could play against Liverpool on Monday, according to B's manager Thomas Frank. Tony was carried off the pitch after jarring his knee in Brentford's 2-0 win at West Ham on Friday. However, it's good news, said Thomas Frank. There's nothing wrong with his knee. He could potentially be available for tomorrow. Those are your headlines. Okay then, let's start with Spurs, Aston Villa. We'll get onto Spurs in a moment, but first, Aston Villa, very good performance, outstanding result. Here is comedian and host of the Football Manager podcast on the Athletic Network, Tony Jameson. Happy New Year, everyone. Who'd have thought three more points for Aston Villa and a massive one as well, actually, away at uh, Spurs. Um, life under Emery is very, very different than it is under Gerrard, isn't it? Like, you're not going into games expecting to lose. I mean, the man has a plan, an actual plan, that involves Bubakar Kamara, which, to be quite Quite frank, should have been involved in the plan with Gerard because given the fact that he went and spent as much time as he could convincing him to come and join the club and then refused to play him pretty much. Um, amazing to see Buendia get a goal as well. I'll do his confidence, the world of good. Louise and McGinn. McGinn with a messy levelled assist, which was uh, superb to watch. I just think overall the performance was great. Compact, they looked clever, they looked smart, they looked like they were well drilled. The fact that that starting 11 had gone over for a training camp during the World Cup obviously made complete sense because they've come back with you know understanding the instructions and what was expected of them so um, yeah hopefully good things going forward who knows what happens in the transfer window but don't think we'd have seen this before two away wins it's the first time we've had this since John Gregory I think for a brand new manager so um, yeah very very exciting indeed that was comedian and host of the football manager podcast Tony Jameson thank you Tony let's move on to Spurs then I'd be worried if I was a Spurs fan I've got to be honest I looked at that first 11 yesterday before kickoff, and I thought this is going to be difficult for them. Let's start with the back three. Romero, who is a good defender, not quite consistent enough yet in the Premier League, but he is a good defender. Clement Longley, I don't trust. And Ben Davis, I still am not completely sure he can play centre back. Even even in a back three, I'm not sure he can play left sided centre back in that three. I don't think he's quite there. So straight away, there's a worry. The wing backs, Doherty and Perisic. Uh, not completely sold on Doherty either. Perisic, okay, yes, good. But then you're seeing the lack of strength and depth. I mean, Kuliszewski's out, okay, and then Brian Hill comes in. It just doesn't really offer enough. And it's not just Brian Hill's fault. He's not had enough game time at this level to, you know, for us to expect anything else. 
But there's just no creativity in that side. And when, when Son is off, the way he is at the moment, you may as well play with 10 men. Very concerning for them. Uh, the bench, nothing to come off the bench at all. Nothing really. I mean, Sessegnon is the only real attacking player off the bench that they had who we know can do something. But he's coming from a wide area. So there's no creativity in, for example, you know, a 10 roll. You looked at Villa, Coutinho came off the bench for Villa. Spurs would kill for that. Spurs don't have anything like that. It's a problem for Spurs. I know that the calls for Conte to go, I think, are a little bit hysterical. But I understand it. To my mind, if Conte's not going to stick around for three or four or five years, which is what Spurs need, then he may as well go now. And we know he's not going to stick around for a long time because he never does. He came in to win and win now. It's not going to happen. I think it's probably time to shake hands and move on. I mean, I I, I know that sounds a, a bit reactionary, but I don't really get why you just prolong it if you know that Conte needs to have big money to spend now if he's going to be in any way competitive. They're not going to give him that. They can't afford to do that. So I don't know what the uh, solution is. Anyway, let's move on to Chelsea Forest. I was very, very impressed with Forest here. As I said in the headline, they were resolute, but they were more than that. They were dangerous. Awani had such joy just breaking on, on Chelsea. They didn't know how to handle him. Koulibaly did not know what to do with him. I know that he's not particularly technical. He doesn't have a great first touch. The ball does bounce off him a few times. But he is dangerous and he'll not stop running and he's strong and he makes smart runs and he makes good decisions. It's just that he, you know, technically, as I say, not great, but he will cause problems to defenders. Koulibaly looked like uh, he was shell-shocked. He didn't know what was going on. And Forrest definitely deserved a draw, maybe more. I thought they were outstanding. Uh, I don't know what it is psychologically about home games and away games, but they're very good at home and they're appalling away from home. If they could just get a couple of points away from home, they'd have a good shot of staying up, I think. And this is coming from a Derby fan. Chelsea, meanwhile, have got this very annoying tendency at the moment to go a goal up and then completely stop playing football and switch off completely. They did it against Bournemouth last week. They went 2-0 up early on, 23, 24 minutes. They were 2-0 up. And then they didn't really get out of second or third gear the rest of the game. Second half was a waste of time for everybody. And it happened again here with Forrest, but Forrest, unlike Bournemouth, were able to really go for them. And they, you know, they could have won it here, Forrest. Chelsea disappointed. We I mentioned a moment ago Conte being under pressure. I think Graham Potter's under pressure at Chelsea already. I mean, I think it'd be ridiculous to get rid of him. If you're going to bring in Potter, you're bringing him in for a, a much longer vision, I think. But... Todd Bowley's got unlimited money. He'll do whatever he wants. If he's got to pay him off and get rid, he'll do it. So let's wait and see. Maybe, maybe it's the Abramovich circus hasn't quite rolled out of town because the spirit of Abramovich lives on in Todd Bowley. From a financial point of view, I just want to make that clear. I'm not saying uh, <laughs> that Todd Bowley is an oligarch. All right. So we've got time for really today. I'll just wrap up quickly with Ivan Tony. Good news for him. It's been a tumultuous couple of months for Ivan Tony, playing fantastically well on the pitch. Obviously, got these problems off it, and now there's an injury. But luckily, it looks as though it, it shouldn't be a long-term thing at all. Thomas Frank, very, very upbeat about the knee injury. No real damage. It's good news, he said. So hopefully Ivan Tony's back soon. Brentford need him. Um, and Emmy's mean, always just good for the league, isn't it? To have the best players fit and playing well. All right, that's it. I'll be back same time tomorrow for more Whistleblowers Daily.
Sports Social Podcast Network.